This is the Bible News Prophecy Program, bringing you news and analysis of world events in the light of Bible prophecy. The following program is brought to you by the Continuing Church of God. This is Steve Dupuis for the Bible News Prophecy Program with Dr. Bob Teal. Dr. Teal, it's been about two years since the U.S. and the EU imposed sanctions on Russia for the conflict in Ukraine. Is there any talk of lifting those sanctions? Uh, no. And actually, the initial sanctions began uh, 10 years ago because of Crimea. As far as lifted sanctions, uh-uh. Yesterday, both the United States and the EU announced additional sanctions. U.S., 500 different sanctions, supposedly. And with the EU announcement, it constitutes its 13th packet of measures imposed against Russian-supporting people and organizations it suspects of undermining Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. So if that's the 13th sanction package imposed against Russia, are the sanctions starting to bear fruit? No, not, not noticeable fruit. Uh, I mean, it has affected both the U.S. and the EU. It's actually hurt the EU probably the most. It's affected Russia, but Russia's had time to prepare because of the sanctions with Crimea. Now, back in 2019, I posted that it remains my view that uh, Crimea and parts of eastern Ukraine would ultimately align with Russia, and that you know, Crimea wasn't going to leave. And I also wrote, international sanctions will not stop biblical prophecies from being fulfilled. In the last two years, we've seen this because we've seen at least two parts of former Ukraine territory aligning with Russia. And Back in 2018, when Donald Trump was U.S. president, we put out a video titled U.S. Sanctions and Tariffs Leading to the New World Order. We warned that sanctions were not going to work and there are problems associated with sanctions. Yet the Obama, Trump, and Biden administrations along with the EU have repeatedly imposed sanctions against Russia. Sanctions did not stop Russia. Matter of fact, on February 22, 2022, two days before Russia began its special military operation into Ukraine, I wrote and posted, quote, I expect that Donetsk and Luhansk, which are part of the Donbass region, will either be annexed by Russia and or join its Eurasian Economic Union, and that has since happened. Well, if these sanctions have had a limited impact on Russia, has there been any impact on these sanctions against Russia? Yeah, they've had some problems getting a hold of U.S. currency. But speaking of currency, back in 2022, U.S. President Joe Biden said these sanctions were going to turn Russia's currency, the ruble, into rubble. Yet, a couple of months later, CBS reported, actually May 27, 2022, the Russian ruble is the best performing currency this whole year. Mm. It, it didn't work. And as far as uh, sanctions go, yesterday, the Wall Street Journal said that, you know, two years after this invasion with the biggest ever sanctions, they have failed. So they, it says, they wrote, Russian officials, experts say the financial, economic, military and energy sanctions posed on Russia since February 22 have damaged Russia's economy and will create problems for them in the future. But it acknowledges that they're merely symbolic. When it wrote, quote, U.S. officials privately concede that the new measures are likely to land a limited blow. In other words, they're really not going to accomplish anything. So, 
Well, is it possible that these sanctions have caused other nations to shy away from Russia? Maybe a little within some of the European nations, but you see the rise of the BRICS nations and more countries joining BRICS, which is, you know, Russia is a big part of it. But beyond that, there's a region in Moldova called uh, Transnistria, I hope I'm saying this right, that wants to become part of Russia. Matter of fact, they're going to meet on February 28, 2024 to probably or possibly, again, ask to become part of Russia. They want to become part of it. And here's a headline that BBC posted in February 2023. We want Russia to come, says Moldova protesters. These are, again, from the same eastern portion of Moldova. And in 2024, after Crimea became part of uh, uh, Russia, uh, they, it says Moldova's uh, transistor region pleads to join Russia. And you don't hear much of that about that in the West, but when uh, all this was going on back in uh, 2014, I posted the following on March 18th of that date in 2014. I said the fact that Vladimir Putin wanted Crimea and he got it at minimal cost is going to be a factor in Russia's view of the situation in Moldova. While much of Moldova wants to become part of the EU, not all of it does. And as I've written before, and this is what I wrote here, Vladimir Putin will use military action and not just the threat of it if he feels it will further his agenda without excessive international cost. He remains willing to do so. And since that was posted, Russia has taken military action in Ukraine and ended up with territory and may also do so in Moldova. Can we um, historically identify some of these nations from the pages of the Bible? Yes. We have a free book that people can read. It's available at ccg.org called Lost Tribes and Prophecies. And in this, we go into the biblical origin of various nations. Now, there's a group of nations called the Medes in the Bible. And as far as some of the peoples involved as their uh, progenitors, for Moldova, for example, lives this Madai, for Russia, Madai, uh, Meshach, uh, for Ukraine, Elam, and Madai. And so we've got uh, these Slavic peoples, and they seem to have descended mostly from Elam and Madai. Now, the Slavic nations are in lands that are south and east of what used to be called the Benelux nations, Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg, which was essentially the first European group to form, if you will, after World War II. And that's consistent with prophecies such as Daniel uh, 8-9. Many in Slavic Europe will support the end-time European beast power. So what does Daniel 8-9 say? Well, I'm going to read it later, but basically it says, out of them a little horn grew exceedingly great toward the south and the east and toward the glorious land. So the European Union is the little horn of Daniel 8, verse 9? Well, Europe is, which right now does include the European Union. From the start of Benelux, you ended up in the European Economic Community, which has grown now to the uh, European Union. Now, as far as where people came from, according to the ancient historian Herodotus, there were numerous tribes of the Medes. And Russia, Ukraine, and Belarus tend to be considered Eastern Slavs, and they've descended from Japheth's sons, and I mentioned Madai, Meshach, etc. And so there's descendants in Russia that way. And Belarus seems to, to come from uh, Madai as well, 
And there are numerous tribes of the Medes, and there's different ones that are somewhat different, for example, in the western portion of Ukraine as opposed to the eastern portion of Ukraine. Now, according to scriptures, in both the Old Testament as well as in the book of Revelation, Russia, which is in both Europe and Asia, will for a time prosper through trade with the coming European uh, beast power, as will uh, Belarus, uh, Moldova, and Ukraine. Well, that's really strange. So Russia and Europe will wind up with a prosperous trade agreement. So what's next? Well, the people prophetically uh, called the Medes will eventually turn against this European beast power, according to prophecies in Isaiah and Jeremiah. In Isaiah 13, starting in verse 1, it says, The burden against Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos saw, verse 17 now, Behold, I'll stir up the Medes against them, who will not regard silver or gold, they won't delay in it. Their bows will dash the young men into pieces, they'll have no pity on the fruit of the womb. Their eye will not spare children. In Babylon, the glory of the kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldeans' pride, will be as when Sodom and Gomorrah were overthrown by God. Now, Jeremiah, the prophet, chapter 51, verse 11, says, Make the arrows bright, gather the shields. The Lord has raised up the spirit of the kings, plural, of the Medes, for his plan is against Babylon to destroy it, because it is the vengeance of the Lord, the vengeance for his temple. Is God now telling us that the European Union is also in time Babylon? Well, the Europeans, Europe will make it up, whether it be called the European Union or not, we're not sure, but the basic answer is yes. Okay. But the fact is that there are multiple kings of the Medes, according to the Bible. So that shows there would be a confederation of multiple governments. This would include uh, Russia, Belarus, I believe, uh, Crimea, Donbass, probably some other parts of Ukraine. And uh, some in Georgia, and maybe, uh, and, and also uh, some in Moldova, maybe even some in Iran. So, in summary, from where we are to this point, is God prophetically telling us that both the European Union and Russia will acquire more territory, then they will both trade together, and then Russia will go to go to war against the European Union? Well, they'll go against the European beast power, which, again, maybe they'll change the name. We don't know that yet. Okay. But interestingly, if you look in the Old Testament, uh, Darius the Mede was the one who conquered old Babylon. And, uh, and the modern Medes are going to do the same thing to the end-time European daughter of Babylon. For example, let's go back to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 50, starting in verse 8. Move from the midst of Babylon. Get out of the land of the Chaldeans. Be like rams before the flocks. Behold, I'll raise up and cause to come against Babylon an assembly of great nations from the north country, Russia, and they will array themselves against her. They will be captured. Their arrows will be like those of expert warrior. Now, those who believe the Bible should obviously leave the midst of end time Babylon by then, because the north country certainly includes Russia. And other passages, by the way, also clearly point to others from Asia being involved. Are there any type of sanctions, including the interruption of natural gas to Europe, that can change the future relationship between Russia and Babylon? Uh, no. Prophetically, it's just not the case. I mean, for example, Jeremiah 6.22 says, Behold, the people come from the north country, and a great nation raised from the farthest parts of the earth. Russia is the farthest north and the farthest east country in the, on the planet. Uh, and then, Isaiah, excuse me, Jeremiah 50, verses uh, uh, 41 
43. Behold, people come from the north, a great nation, and many kings from the ends of the earth. That's why I say it's also going to include other Asian powers. They're cruel. They're going to be against you, O daughter of Babylon. Then it says, the king of Babylon, this will be the beast power, will hear this report, and his hands grow feeble, and anguish takes a hold of him. And so again, the great nation from the farthest parts of the earth includes Russia, and there's other nations that are going to be confederate with it. When the daughter of Babylon is, is in the process of falling, uh, many will abandon supporting it, perhaps including the rest of Ukraine. So what might the possible end-time alignment of these countries look like? Well, as I mentioned before, I believe some of these countries that uh, have some association with Russia will get back together uh, with it. Like right now, there's some strains with Armenia, but I think Armenia will end up supporting it uh, as well. And you know, I mentioned the prophecy in Daniel 8. Let's read that again, because this, this shows us on the European side. Daniel 8, starting in verse 9. For out of them came a little horn, like out of Benelux, which grew exceedingly great toward the south and the east and toward the glorious land. And it grew up to the host of heaven. They cast down some of the hosts and stars the ground and trampled them. He even exalted himself as high as the prince of the host. By him, the daily sacrifices were taken away. So again, this is the end time beast power. And the place of the sanctuary was cast down. Because of his transgression, an army was given over to the horn to oppress the daily sacrifices. And he cast the truce down to the ground. He does this and prospers. So this is a prophecy that Europe is basically going to get together under the beast and it is going to uh, prosper. And while this did have some type of end time fulfillment, there's some uh, duality there. And again, I mentioned uh, Benelux. And in the old radio church of God, said that the little horn of Daniel 8 is none other than the last king of the four divisions of Alexander's empire. He is, in fact, the final king of the north, as described in Daniel chapter 11. So I believe that at least part of Moldova uh, is going to support your, uh, the Europeans for a time, but and the same thing for Ukraine. But ultimately, I think uh, some or all of those nations are also going to turn against it and support uh, a Russian battle that's going to uh, destroy the end time uh, Babylon. So I think that's what's going to happen according to what the Bible says. And we've seen people already indicated they want to be part of Russia. Thank you, Dr. Teal. For more interviews with Dr. Teal, in addition to written as well as audio articles, visit our website at BibleNewsProphecy.net. This is Steve Dupuy for the Bible News Prophecy Program. This Bible News Prophecy Program was sponsored by the Continuing Church of God. For more information, including access to our free literature, visit BibleNewsProphecy.net or www.ccog.org.